0: This is Macro Horizons Morning Musings. I'm Ian Lingen, here to bring you our thoughts from the trading desk for Tuesday, April 28th. Alas, the pre-fed session, so close. Welcome to BMO COVID-19 Insights. Visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19 for more up-to-the-minute insights.
1: The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of BMO Capital Markets, its affiliates, or subsidiaries.
0: Our expectations for anything defining in the treasury market are limited today. We do have several data releases of note, including advanced trade, as well as consumer confidence. The conference board series of consumer confidence has remained remarkably resilient, given everything that's going on in the global economy. If anything that would suggest that there might be near-term downside the counter argument however is that there's a strong correlation between equity performance and consumer confidence and given the performance of domestic equities over the course of the last several weeks it's difficult to imagine too great of a correction lower in confidence one of the defining characteristics of financial markets during april has been the outperformance of domestic equities and risk assets while the Treasury market managed to hold a relatively tight range. This morning, we see 10-year yields at 66 basis points, solidly in the middle of the range of 54 to 78 basis points that we've been tracking over the course of the last six weeks. S&P 500 stock futures, however, reached 2908 overnight. A comparable level in the cash market would put them back very close to the 62% Fibonacci retracement level. Said differently, stocks have now recouped more than half of the losses seen during early March. The divergence between domestic equities and financial markets has become the hallmark of the current financial crisis. So much so that we find ourselves wary of a capitulation of the bears, which would add further upside pressure. Just how linked risk asset performance is to the realities of a post-pandemic world remains to be seen, although we're definitely sympathetic to the notion that global central banking largesse will result in limiting the downside for the labor force while still struggling to create demand-side consumer inflation or prevent downward pressure. This leaves the cynical among us to highlight the pre-crisis attempts at stoking inflation as the archetype for the coming years. Recall that in the absence of higher average hourly earnings and CPI, easy global monetary policy primarily drove more attractive valuations in equities, housing, and tighter credit spreads. The asset price inflation narrative isn't new to this macro environment. However, as a potential driver for the divergence between stocks and bonds, it does offer a compelling explanation. Said differently, while investors are skeptical in the Fed's reflationary prowess, much more credence is given to policymakers' ability to prop up risk assets. We're also open to the argument that the difficulty in judging the potential economic fallout from COVID-19 leaves investors with little else to trade except for incremental milestones, next up being the stage reopening of the U.S. economy. While there is a real risk that this optimism is getting ahead of itself and equities are vulnerable to disappointment with the results of the reopening, for the time being, it's a difficult trend to wholeheartedly fade. Instead, we'll go with the two enduring trends of consolidation in the U.S. rates market and a slow and steady improvement in risk assets. A quick glance at the consensus for tomorrow's Q1 real GDP print Leads one to envision a somewhat counterintuitive scenario. Imagine, if you will, a roughly four percent contraction of the real domestic economy, followed by the S&P 500 drifting above 3,000, simply on progress towards reopening. This would represent just 11.6 percent from the record highs, and put stocks down 7.2 percent year to date. The next several trading sessions. the potential to exaggerate this disconnect, which continues to create a sense of collective unease in the way in which markets have responded to the pandemic. Habituation of grinding gains creates complacency. This speaks to the potential for another downside correction in stocks should may see any sign of a resurgent of COVID-19 cases. And with that, this is Ian Lingen signing off. Stay safe, tune in, and stop out. Thanks for listening to Macro Horizons. Please visit us at bmocm.com backslash macrohorizons. We'd love to hear what you thought of today's episode. So please email me directly with any feedback at ian.lingan at bmo.com. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. For more insights, visit bmocm.com Slash /covid-19
1: This podcast has been prepared with the assistance of employees of Bank of Montreal, BMO Nesbitt Burns Inc. and BMO Capital Markets Corporation. Together, BMO